Rodney Smith is a little different. Rodney Smith is a little, no, Rodney Smith is a whole lot of different. It all started when he asked for a sign from God. Two years ago, Rodney was in a dark place, coming from an, a very close-knit African-American family. He moved away from home for the first time, and he was terribly, almost sickened with loneliness. And the days were long, and the weeks were longer, and the weeks turned into months. And finally, at six months away from his family, he did something that even surprised himself. He fell to his knees, he threw up his arms, and he said, God, please make me your vessel. And he said, P.S. God, if you're going to do that, give me a sign. Well, he felt pretty good about that. And when he stood up, he started looking for a sign right away. But none came that day or the next or the next. And this went on for, well, for the first year. But he never forgot it. And on the precipice of the second year of when he had knelt down and threw up his hands, he was on his way to the university, very close to his hometown. He was in, within just a couple of weeks of graduating with a very lucrative degree in the sciences. On his way to the university, he saw an elderly man struggling to mow his lawn. Rodney pulled his truck over to the curb. He threw it into, into park. He jumped out. He ran over to the man and took over the mowing and finished his lawn. And Rodney says, as soon as I touched the handle of that mower, I knew that I had my sign. And just as Moses picked up that staff and never relented it, Rodney took hold of that mower and he has never let it go. He has never yielded it. To date, he has gone across the United States, all 50 states, twice, mowing the lawns of the elderly, the disabled, and single mamas. This year, he has concentrated on women and men veterans who have come back from, from the places we've sent them so torn to pieces. Earlier this summer, he drove 700 miles straight from his home in Huntsville, Alabama, all the way to a, a forlorn home in the Oak Cliff neighborhood of Dallas. When he arrived... He parked, he got out, he knocked on the door vigorously as he always does. And the voice of a beaten down female veteran said, who is it? And he said, well, it's Rodney. <laughs> and there was this long pause, and he, what he often, which he often gets, because she couldn't believe that he would make good on his promise to come mow her lawn, which he had written just in a Facebook post. Rodney is a whole lot of different. A whole lot of different. And I can't think of anything more important to share with you today on All Saints Sunday than that we as saints of God are to be a whole lot of different. Can you say amen to that? Amen. You know, St. Paul 
In one of the last things he wrote, uh, we believe the last thing he wrote was probably his second letter to Timothy. But about the year 62, when he knew his time was wearing thin with the emperor Nero, that his day would come to be executed, he wrote a letter to the Ephesians. Paul loved the Christians in Ephesus. He had spent more time there than any place else, three years. It was a, like Rodney's time away from his home, it was a dark time for Paul. A very dark time. But he loved the Ephesians. And so in this rapturous letter, he begins by this intercession to God on their behalf. And he, and he starts out, as you heard from Carissa just a moment ago, he starts out and he goes, I pray that your minds may be open to see God's light, that you may know the hope to which he's called you. How rich are the promises God makes to his saints. How great is his power working in those who love him. It is the same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead and seat him at God's right hand. I pray that your minds may be open, that you may see God's light, and you may apprehend the promises that he has made to his saints. I guess that's the word for the day, saints. You know, in English it comes off as kind of sappy, kind of a bunch of goody-two-shoes. But in the Greek, the word is hagios, and it means unlike, other, and you guessed it, different. Once we have heard God's call and love, because this call always comes to us in love. Maybe you were in a dark place. Maybe you were in a bright place. Maybe you hit your knees. Maybe you were in the supermarket. I don't know. But once you hear the call of Christ and you've all heard it or you would not be here. You have been called to be saints. And that means there's a call on your life and my life to be a whole lot of different. A whole lot different. You know, I've been saying to all of you for seven and three quarters years that I believe with my whole heart is a somewhat fully functioning human being. That what we want as humans more than anything else is a life of meaning. We want it more than riches. We want it more than comfort. We want it more than security. We want it more, we want it more than the right neighborhood or any of those things. What we want is a life of meaning. And what I have come to understand through Rodney Smith is this. A life of meaning is when we are a whole lot of different and we begin to make the difference in other people's lives. Often differences that people never see. You don't think that people are stopping Rodney at the Kroger in Huntsville, Alabama and thanking him for cutting all those lawns. I doubt it. He doesn't need that. Just like you don't need it. I've experienced it time and time again amidst you. Just two weeks ago, uh, a businessman in our community, very, in, our, in our faith community, very prosperous and everything, 
Two years ago, he came to me about the same time that Rodney was having his dark time. He said, Pat, I am sick of not making a difference. I am ready to make a difference. And I said, well, let's pray together. And we're at a restaurant that I couldn't afford. Thank goodness he was paying. <laughs> Unlike some of you, I might add. <laughs> you know, but anyway, different story. I don't have any hard feelings about that. <laughs> but um, we prayed and we waited. And two weeks ago, he came to me and says, I believe I've had my call. And I said, what is it? He says, you know, Pat, I love to cook. I love to cook. He says, and I'm pretty good at it. And I said, yeah, you are. He, he made me some gumbo. He gave me some gumbo. Though. I said, Lord have mercy. I thought it was in New Orleans. He says, I'm going to start about once a month making enough for all 110 people who come to Sidewalk Saturday. I'm going to make them a home-cooked meal so they can take it home. That's making a whole lot of difference. Wouldn't you say that? Say amen then. That's what I'm talking about. God will take your passions and it will meet the needs of the world and you will make a whole lot of difference. But you have to concede to his love. You have to concede to his love. That's all it is. You know, you may think that kids don't want that, but you're wrong. Do you know that there's, there's young people in every state in the union... All 50. And by the way, Rodney says there is grass to be cut in Alaska. <laughs> Every state in the union who have taken up the challenge. And they are determined to cut either 50 lawns or rake 50 lawns for people who can't do it themselves. In every 50 states, in Ireland, my home, Scotland, Wales, England, and Australia. They come from poor families and rich families and everything in between. Because they want to make a whole lot of difference. Today we're going to baptize Paloma Grace, Miller Robert, and Martha Bowman. We're baptizing them for at least three reasons. One... When the cataract of grace is let loose on them underneath those baptismal waters, that is a cataract of grace that will never give out. When those three youngins receive the baptism of our Lord in that little font where hundreds of thousands of people have been baptized, that cataract will never end. God's grace does not end. It just gets stronger. And so we're opening up that. It's happening. I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to be big time. Watch these youngins. The second thing is this. They're being baptized into a specific community of faith. This one. This unusual, weird, you know, very strange Episcopal community. Okay? And we will raise them with their families. But the third thing you should know is they're being baptized to be a whole lot of different. <clears throat> They're being baptized not to be vanilla. We got enough vanilla in this world. We need a whole lot of different. We need a rocky road, you know? We need a whole lot of different. But they can't be a whole lot of different unless you teach them how to do it. Unless the parents make sure they're here and that you teach them how to do it. There's always cynics out there, you know? Don't you know that? 
There's always cynics. They're always coming up to Rodney. One came up recently and said, okay, big guy. He says, you're great at cutting grass in the summer, but what happens when it's not summer and the grass isn't growing? And Rodney stood up and said, oh, I just drive a few miles up north and I shovel snow. <laughs>